Welcome to Yippie Kaye Classic, and we do have a classic today. I'm Ralph Quattrucci. I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Deborah Murphy. I'm Tom Brady. No, I'm not Tom Brady. I'm John Quattrucci. I wish. <laughs> hey guys, hello, hello. I notice uh, uh, we have another fifth, a uh, fifth uh, screen up there. Sean, why don't you introduce uh, our our new podcast member here? Our new podcast member for the day. For the day. For the day. Number ninety-eight, Eric Hicks, my son-in-law the father of my two wonderful grandchildren. And he wanted to come in and talk some football about, his, you know, because he played for the Kansas City Chiefs, who had an amazing weekend, <laughs> you know, on Sunday. And he's had a tremendous career. And I recently saw him at a game of um, for the uh, Bowling Green Falcons, where our grandson, oh, his son go. Rocco, is a tight end. And I asked him, I said, what film do you think is the most realistic about football as you played it? And he said, um, any given Sunday, the Oliver Stone film. Oh, I thought and it was going to be, said, what's the one about the mule that kicks the field goals? What's that one? Gus. Gus. <laughs> Gus. No, yeah. I thought it'd be Gus. All right. <laughs> any given Sunday. That's okay. <laughs> any given Sunday. And I asked him if he'd like to come on and talk about it. He said he'd be happy to. Nice. And I'm going to let Eric give a little there. of his background. Um, but he went to Maryland, and the average career in, in the NFL is two years. And Eric played for ten, I believe, eight years for the Chiefs, one for the Cle- one for the Jets, and one for the Lions. Am I and correct? He, and he won the Ed Block Award, the Ed Block Courage Award, early in his yeah, career. Yeah, I played nine full seasons for the Chiefs, uh, and one for the Jets. Yeah, one was probably long enough, right? That With the was, Jets. That was. <laughs> Um, indentured servant to me. <laughs> <laughs> Too what bad because they that? have a great, great what? ownership there. Yeah, what year so, was that? Yeah, you were playing for the Jets. 2007. Seven. Okay. Oh, the year Pants went to the Super Bowl. Okay. Well, I was, I was just wondering. For, I was playing for the Man Genius. Oh, oh there you go. Oh, that was, uh, wasn't that oh. Belichick's understudy, that guy? Yeah. That was the guy yeah. who threw them under the bus with yeah. the recordings. Yeah. Oh, I mean, right. Yeah. That guy. That was, that, yeah. that was the first game of my. My season there. Oh wow! Yeah. So what was it? You said number ninety-eight. Is that what you said, yeah. Sean? What, yeah. what was your position, Eric? I was a uh, left defensive end. Okay. As if I know what that is, I have no idea. It sounds very impressive, though. I line uh, up. I line up on the offensive tackle. To the left <laughs> side, I guess. Right. The left side. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you. Yeah, you know Ralph your football, Ralph. Football. Yeah, a visual mind, a visual mind. Eric, we're hey, going to impress you with a right. football acumen. Okay. Right, now, before before we talk about the movie, which is going to be great, I we just came off one of the greatest weekends in NFL history, uh, and, and and Eric was because he played for the Chiefs. I don't. I think you live out there. He was at this game this weekend. We're talking about the Bills, Chiefs. Uh, Tampa oh. and the Rams, probably the greatest weekend in football history. Yeah. Uh, just uh, Eric, what did you think about all that went on this weekend as an ex-player? Um, the weekend was amazing. Uh, the games on Saturday were amazing, and you figure they could never follow it up on Sunday. But it is the NFL, and they managed to follow it up. It was some of the most gut-wrenching and exciting, and you want to have to go take a poo. And then one minute you need some orange juice <laughs> to calm yourself down. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a it was a truly awesome weekend. 
Yeah. I mean, Talk about highs and lows, too. Teams thought they had the game in the bag, and then they end up losing. It was unbelievable. And that's the audience. How was the audience at Arrowhead when the Bills got that last touchdown? They must have uh, been crushed. It was deflated, but not very many people left. They not not keep- as deflated as the guy that ran on the field and, and got clobbered by Biggs. Biggs killed him. Yeah. <laughs> Took him down. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, but that was so quick. I mean, so so uh, the Bills score that touchdown. They leave him 13 seconds. Yeah. I, I don't think there was anybody. I was thinking, don't give him the ball. You can't let him have this ball. And, they, you know, he's got 13 seconds. Like John well, was saying earlier, squib kicked the damn That's thing. what they should have done. To not, not, that, not that that necessarily would have meant that the Chiefs couldn't go down and do no, what no, they but did. No, no, still, but it's five seconds you take, maybe. You take three or four seconds off the clock, you make it much more difficult. Uh, I didn't understand that at all. It, it, I didn't Eric, understand Eric, any of the defensive honestly, play yeah, at the end of any of these That's what I was just going to say. As a fan, now, John and I are both Tom Brady fans because we grew up in New England. And we're, we're fans of excellence. Him. So he does that. He do, he comes back, and I was sitting with my son here going, this, this when they were 27-3, I go, you're going to watch another great comeback. Yeah. I guarantee it's going to happen. I was full of shit. I didn't think it was ever going to happen again. And he goes and pulls it off. And then the defense lets those two passes yeah. go. And you just at home, Cooper you sit there going, "The what, only what, guy who can kill you." Who doesn't? Why? What's going on? Why? Why does that happen? I mean, but you have to. I mean, that first half, he was getting killed. Brady was getting killed. Yeah. I didn't think there was any way they were coming back because he just didn't have any time. And then Eric, sudden, you were saying you were the saying the Rams what? coughed it up. The Rams played terrible. Yeah, the Rams gave half. it away, but still. Well, Tom, but, Tom Brady. Who I know from playing um, is a tremendous human being. He's very nice, um, very personable. I never understood the people that hated on him. What are you going to hate on excellence? You know the whole time. But if there's one thing about Tom Brady, is he does not like people by his legs. Yeah, he does not like people by his feet. Uh, he can't step into things like he yeah. wants. And if it deviates from his norm, then he gets really pissed off. Yeah. yeah, he was hearing footsteps that first half. He definitely was. You, his timing was off. They couldn't do the quick passes. But then the second half, I don't know what the hell happened, but they turned that whole thing around. And like I said, the Rams, uh, the Rams were doing everything they could to cough it up. I mean, I, I, I'm still surprised they won that game. But uh, right. but that Buffalo Chiefs game, and and I think, and and you know, being a Patriots fan. And after what happened in Atlanta in the Super Bowl, I think that was the best game I've ever seen was that Buffalo Chiefs game. That last two minutes of football was the most and, – and not being emotionally invested in either team, I was into that game. No. Like, and the play of the two quarterbacks makes me very sad for the Patriots because those two guys – do things that I've never seen quarterbacks do before. Both of them, it's just unbelievable. Well, and this how kid good from the Bengals too. The kid from the Bengals yeah. is coming around yeah. too. He got sacked nine times in that <laughs> I game. Know. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, so Eric, you got to be rooting for the sackers. <laughs> Tennessee put on a display of pass rush like I had never seen before. I'm surprised he didn't make it to the halftime. Yeah, come in and make the plays to win. Well, he even said, he goes, I feel great today, but I don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow. He must have been in some serious pain. I couldn't pain. believe that. I, I never he's, saw that. Uh, he's 23 down. years old. He'll be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> but now, you don't expect, with nine sacks, you don't expect them to be able to pull out that win. But frankly, uh, Tannehill does what Tannehill does. And that's the difference between elite quarterbacks and just a quarterback. Correct. And that, that killed them. Correct. Yeah. So, But it was amazing. Chris, you, Chris, did you watch all the games? 
No, no, actually, I didn't see very many of them. I saw bits and pieces. And of course, I saw all the highlights and stuff like that. But like I said, it was just, you know, what's, I love I like football a lot. Uh, but once um, once the Ravens were out of it after, you know, one of the more epic collapses I've ever seen in the second half of a season, um, I just, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you're all fired up. You know what's going to happen. You're going to have a great year. And then it just kind of all implodes. Yeah. You know, sometimes you sit down and so I just I wasn't I didn't make a lot of time for it. I'll definitely, you know, watch probably the championship games and the uh, and of course the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, I didn't see a whole lot of the games, but like when I, it, it really was, I, and it sounds like I wish I had because oh, I, man, I'm I, telling you seem to have a great ending and, um, especially after last weekend, last weekend games yeah. were just lousy, uh, but, two weekends ago. I mean, the wild card weekend, every but game wild, but was unbelievable, wild card, but isn't wild card weekend kind of that way? I mean, yes, absolutely. The and they added another playoff round. So yeah. it's, it's well, like, it's, like it's Pittsburgh like, shouldn't even been there. The Super I mean, Bowl is like uh, Super Bowl is like the Academy Awards. Yeah. Well, the playoffs are like the Golden Globes. Yeah, I think the Super Bowl <laughs> usually ends up not being nearly as good as the games to get there. That's usually yeah. what happens in the Super. The Bowl. Super Bowl would be if there was an award for the Academy Awards, like the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one award for it. Now, uh, Trent Green, you you uh, you you played with Trent Green, right, Eric? Yes, when sir. you were playing, did he go to a Super Bowl at one point, Trent? Yes. Um, well, if you remember, he came from Washington right. to the Rams. And right. in the uh, opening preseason game, they had Rodney Harrison blitzed on him and rolled up his his knee and blew yeah. it all out and everything. And that, that was the rise of Kurt Warner. Yeah. Oh, wow. But Trent was on that, on that uh, team. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, wow. Look at that, all that history. All right, should we talk about the film? Yeah, I don't know. I could talk about these football games all weekend. I got one more question for Eric. Eric, did you ever uh, play against Tom Brady? Oh, I played against him probably six times. Got several sacks on him. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Glad to hear that. You didn't hurt him, Eric. Did you? You, Please tell me you didn't hurt him. No, I always helped him up. Does he? Does he smell nice? Because he looks like he smells nice. You know, he was kind of levitating across the field. <laughs> Is he a strikingly handsome in person, Eric? I just, I'm just dying to know. I mean, he can't be that good looking. He don't look in his eyes. <laughs> right. I told my wife if she wants to cheat on me, she can cheat on me with Tom Brady. But I want to watch. That's the only thing I ask. Oh, or, you get hey, John. She could do that, but you get Giselle. <laughs> hey, that got Joe Buck in trouble. I don't think you should be saying that. Didn't that get Joe one Buck? One more point about Eric. We were there at the Arrowhead when he, when he, I'm telling you, he's defensive, right? You, I know you, you cannot forget the time that you got the ball and you ran for a touchdown. Yeah, that was amazing. I did have one touchdown. Um, it was a play against the Minnesota Vikings in 1999. The great Derek Thomas. Oh, yeah. Stripping the ball out. It was on Sunday night football, and I picked it up. And, and oh wow, awesome! <laughs> That's cool. You man. have the football, I assume. I do have the football. Yeah, my nice. daughter. Uh, my daughter was sick at the time. She um, ended up having four open heart surgeries in her life. Oh. Uh, this is when she was very young and uh, not not really out of the woods yet, and everything. And I was able to go put the ball in her crib, and it was a, it was a pretty special night. Wow, wow. very nice. But now she's doing fine. She's six. Doing great. 
Got a full time job. Twenty two. Six years. foot what? Six foot what? Six foot tall. Oh, gorgeous! She's beautiful. How tall is Rocco? Rocco's six four, so he's about two inches shorter. Than See, I John, am. John, it's all about the genes, man. We didn't have a chance. We had no shot. We have very I low mean, centers of look gravity, at these hands. Eric. Look at these hands; they're tiny. We were, <laughs> we were baseball players. You didn't need a lot yeah, of height I mean, in whatever. baseball. Wiffle ball they, mostly. They golf though. They're good golfers. No, I wow. played football one He's year. A good golfer. And I didn't want to play. My parents made me. I hated it because I, I weighed nothing and the knee pads went down on my ankles. But so I didn't make the team. I didn't make it. And I was happy as could be. We get a phone call at the house. <laughs> the coaches decided anyone who tried out for the team is going to be on the team. So I got <laughs> to be on the team. I hated every minute of it. Every time I got guy? hit. What was that? Were you the mascot? No, but I should have been. I got, I got in the game and we're up 40 points or down 40 points. And my father used to bring a Super 8 camera. So if you wanted to find me, all you did was look where the ball was and look the complete opposite side of the field. That's where I was because I wasn't getting anywhere near the scrum. That was my football Yeah, we had career. one brother that played. And, and he a was sister a sister who could have. Uh, two Special sisters teams. both could have. Both sisters yeah. could have played, but uh, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't back then. No, uh, Steve was the, the the football player. I never played. I didn't I had no desire for. Yeah, Ralph doesn't have a lot of physical talent. I I didn't I didn't want to get hit. Uh, <laughs> I still so, don't. So we got to. So what are we going to do? We, oh we, yeah, we got to talk about a film. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about any talk given about Sunday. football movies. Yeah, nineteen ninety nines. Yep. Um, any given Sunday, directed by Oliver Stone, co-written by him. And um, so, Eric, you're bringing this because to you, this is the most realistic NFL film in your. Well, it's the most realistic and up to date film. They haven't come out with anything really since any given Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, so this is really what we have to go on for professional football movie wise. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Are there any other uh, the replacements? That doesn't really count. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, last, Boy Scout. Of, um, long last Boy Scout. Last yeah. Boy Scout. Damon Williams. Yeah. <laughs> he could throw the ball. Yeah. There was some shootings in that one in the middle of the field. But he is uh, not Willie Beeman. No. No. Willie Beeman. That, okay. That's what we'll talk about. The realism of, of, uh, of him playing that part. He was great. Yeah. He they looked all, like he could listen, play. Listen, they were all great. All these guys in there. Al Pacino and Dennis Quaid and Cameron, Cameron Diaz, Diaz played the woman who owns the thing and James Woods playing the doctor. Jamie Foxx. L.O. Cool J is a running back. I'm just going through all the names. Uh, and then, you know, Lawrence Taylor, Jim Brown. Holy cow. And let's not forget the opposing coach on the last game. Yeah, who was that? Johnny Unitas. Oh, right. Talk about Brady. Anderson. Well, here's the one thing. Okay, so this was Johnny not really. Unitas. You know, I went, this... I went to school with Johnny U's uh, son at Maryland. Oh, really? How was oh, he? Oh, wow. <laughs> pleasant, pleasant young man. Oh. Huh. Uh, um, but the NFL didn't really sponsor this, or no? They, they wanted nothing they, to do with yeah, it. Yeah, because the, the names are all funky. The Pantheon Cup is the Super Bowl, or whatever. Yeah, they didn't uh, let them use Super Bowl. But let's well, show the trailer. Yeah, let's show the trailer. Uh, there you go. Give me a second here. Let's see, Sean. I like the way you're taking control. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's Debbie uh, does too. Oh boy. Jeez. So, so uh, I'll just let me just quickly say when Sean told me you wanted to bring this film, uh, my first response was, I think this is a film that NFL players want us to believe is what the, the like what it's real. It's real. I mean, and I'm sure it is. 
I just think Oliver Stone did his typical Oliver Stone and just, you know, pummeled us with all the stuff. That, and you can see even in that trailer the hits that are going on and all that. So I just want to hear your, obviously, your take on this. But I just, um, you know, because when I think of football films, I think of other ones, North Dallas 40 and some, you know, semi-tough and some of those. Even The Longest Yard, the Burt Reynolds version. Um, but this one definitely... They get into every part of the sport, you know, the management of the sport, the doctors and all that. So it's fascinating. So go ahead. Go ahead and just give us your, you know, your two cents well, on this one. The first thing I'll say is it's uh, sensationalism, okay? It is what the NFL is what everybody thinks the NFL is like. And this is the last... Um, motion picture up until this point that we've had that uh, depicted any kind of life in the NFL like this. Now, North Dallas 40 has its own merits and demerits, but that was, what, 45 years? Yeah, yeah. 76 when I was born, I think. Yeah. Uh, any given Sunday, from the opening scene, you can tell it's a Oliver Stone movie with the dark undertones that he has as he yeah. every position lining up, tightening their gloves, doing all that, and it's very quiet, and then it crescendos up into when the ball is snapped, and that is very accurate, the amount of violence that goes on once that ball is snapped. And I think from, right from the opening scene, they captured it pretty well. I used to work for the uh, the Redskins, uh, the football, Washington The football. Washington team from football, Washington football Jeez. Uh, doing the replay, when re replay first came out, so I was always on the visitor side. And, and that anticipation, my favorite time of the whole day was the 45 minutes before the game started, like with everybody out in the field doing all their warm-ups and stuff. And the anticipation that goes on both for the athletes and the fans and everybody's there is just, you're right, it's this crescendo that that first kickoff is when everybody just releases the thing. And then, it, frankly, for me, it got boring after that. Because uh, it's different than being watching on TV than when you're just sitting there. So yeah, that's he really plays that up pretty hard, and the close-ups and the different film stocks he's using just to get in there and make it even more aggressive is 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 um, is well done. Now, well, Eric, he, I have a question. Okay. About um, now in this film, and I know it's a film, but it's like it's all time, you know. And people complain about who don't like this film complain that you never see the whole play that you're always just on a tiny fragment of it. Is that what it was like playing? Because I know you got a job. Every play, you have a job-specific task. And you're getting your – you got to deal with your guy and you're trying to get the quarterback. But then when the ball is thrown, you immediately have to change. But, I mean, how focused is it? Are you, like, aware of the total play, the total thing of what the offense is doing while you're going in? Uh I could recognize offensive tendencies and things like that based on my own film study. Um, analytics was very uh, in its infancy when I first started playing. But I only had – we had a saying in, in the defensive line room, you can see too much. Hmm. And um, a lot of time you see mirages out there. So you just need to take care of one, your one little part. And I know it sounds cliche when Belichick says, do your job. Yeah. Who can argue with that kind of success? And that is actually true. I mean, that's why he's the best coach. He got people to believe in this for the last, even when he was with the Giants. So 40 years now. Yeah. Now, when you say you saw mirages, what does that, uh, you know, what is that, what's comprising that? 
Well, I never saw mirages because I was looking at the thing I needed to. But um, there's a reason why the quarterbacks do all that hike hiking at the ball and they show you the and when the ball snapped they genuflect and do the sign of the cross with the ball and they're trying to show it to you because something else is coming to eliminate you from the play. They want to distract you as much as possible to get you out of your comfort zone so they could be the most successful on that play. Yeah, I think the movie does a really good job of that because it really like you're 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 at times you're in one per- player's perspective and they're just seeing that little thing. And I, I really think the movie does like an excellent job. Do you think it does of that? I, I think it does. Uh, the movie does an excellent job throughout um, with all of the instances they bring up that relate to football. Um, it's sensationalized, but I can't tell you that I haven't seen some of those things in the movie uh, come forward in real life. And now I got another question, follow up on that very subject. So when you're playing and the Oliver Stone shot to the audience and uh, the crowd, they were all blurred. Now, when you're on the field, do you look up to the, to the people? Um, Especially in Arrowhead, it's, it's great. It's great stadium for crowd involvement because they're rabid fans and the stadium lends itself to a lot of noise. So at some point I'll be trying to hype the crowd up doing this, doing whatever, um, whatever players do to get the, the crowd hyped up. But, you know, they they just look like uh, nameless faces when you're on the field. What does it feel like to get all those allocates on the field like that, to hear all that screaming? Uh, you have to really – well, the one thing is preparation. If you're not prepared and when you get into Arrowhead in a crucial situation on defense, it is deafening. You cannot hear. You better know what you're doing. And it was my job somehow to get everybody lined up on the defensive line. I don't, I don't know how, how that worked out. I had to take care of my own fires and also put out a lot uh, of other ones even before the play started. Wow. Yeah. Well, this, the thing about the film, you're not really seeing plays develop. You don't really see, you know, the, the, the long plays. It's, it is, it is snippets of plays, but it's the, it's the action around the plays that he's really focusing on and, and, and I, spit. Go ahead. I, w- I would call it a human condition movie. That's yeah. I think best what it's well, about. Because there's so many things going on. You know, you got the running back who's going for his bonus, right? LL right. Cool J needs, cool. right. To go a certain amount of yards to get a bonus. You got red, uh, Dennis Quaid playing the aging quarterback cap cap, whose wife is pushing him to keep going. Cause she doesn't want to lose her status in her group. So he's got that pressure. His relationship with the coach, played by um, uh, Al, Pacino. Al, Pacino, Al Pacino, who's 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 you know he's using that to keep him going. Al's using that to keep him going. Uh, you've got the aging coach, who I mean, it's just you're right. It's all human condition. The doctors who are two different, you know, Modine is playing the good doctor, I guess, and James Woods is playing the guy who'll give you a shot for anything. It just wants to get laid after the game. Well, uh, we could. Uh, we could talk about that too for hours if you wanted. About so that you're saying that that's pretty realistic. Uh, so Matthew Modine in that movie would have been our internist. Yeah. And James Woods would have been our orthopedic surgeon. Okay. So, and then you remember there's a big conflict in the movie and Matthew Modine's character uh, diagnosed whoever was hurt. I can't. The shark. Remember. The shark. Um, yeah. Sir. Yeah. 
uh, Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, and um, James Woods got on about you. You examined him because he tried to enter his his dojo, his world of you know. I have this all on lockdown, and you know it's it's pretty realistic. Yeah, didn't yeah. that happen to you, Eric, with your shoulder? Yeah, that that ended up being my downfall. Maybe we can get into that later if we want to talk about uh, the movie some more. Yeah. So you go. think? Um, so just before we go any further, how would you describe the doctors? More like James Wood or Matthew Modine? Um, well, James Woods appeared to be unscrupulous in the film. I knew our team doctors as good men. Okay, uh, good. And our internist was a good man, uh, just like Matthew Modine is in the movie. Yeah, again, well, I, that's Oliver, a relief. Oliver Stone ratchets up the characterizations of everybody in, in this film. Everybody is, you know, look at the... Uh, Cameron Diaz playing the, the daughter of the old owner and, you know, what her, her perspective on what was going on. And when Willie Beeman starts, you know, coming to his own, it changes everything. So, right. Uh, and that isn't untrue of any team. You look at, uh, the 49ers trying to get, tra- or got Trey Lance to try to replace Jimmy Garoppolo, but he couldn't do it. And there's, you know, uh, several different instances over the, that you could bring up over the years in the NFL. Well, I'll say one thing that surprised me, because I'd seen this film a number of times, and I thought it has a much more limited time scan than I thought, because it's the first game where Cap gets injured, and then it's only three more games till the playoffs. Right. So, I mean, is it? do you think it's realistic? I mean, I thought Jamie Foxx did an amazing job that a guy could get so full of himself in three games. <laughs> that's a good point, Sean. I think that's uh, what happened in uh, Joe Flacco and um, Lamar Jackson. Well, I think he was full oh. of himself before the three games. It just so happened that he he did well. He got because, a naughty. Yeah, he treated his girlfriend pretty badly for someone who was as down as he was, right? I and, think he was full of himself and just it just so happened he happened to be great at, at that in that particular well, that's throwing. what he says to one of the reporters. We didn't know how he goes. Oh, I've been great the whole yeah. time. Yeah. So I, I don't think I think now. he was just given the opportunity and took it Are you, other, other than throwing up a couple of times. Johnny and, Manziel was full of himself and he was garbage. I mean, right. he did nothing and he was full of himself. So I remember when he went to Cleveland, everybody's like, oh, we're going to have a good season. You should yeah. yeah. Even Josh Allen, his first year. I mean, look at him now. But his first year, he, he wasn't doing real well. And he was pretty full of himself. He yeah, was he one confident but, football player. Josh Allen only played one year of college football. Yeah. Oh wow. Right. Well, I mean, what 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 Oliver Stone, you know, what Oliver Stone just ratcheted up was, yes, it was only three games. But then he does the music video. You know, you just sped everything up just to make a point. I mean, it's all just for the the you sensationalism. Know, Eric, well, Eric, I want to ask you because uh, this movie, I, I like this movie a lot. I just think it's it's a little loud. And all the weather that they play in was so ridiculous. But the thing that I really liked about this movie that Stone does, you really get a sense of the violence of a football game with the sounds and, and the hits. Cause you know, you could tell they weren't, I mean, they were really hitting each other. You know what I mean? It wasn't Hollywood hitting. Right. And I got a real sense of, of the violence that you must, you know, that you inflict as a defensive player. But that happens in a game every every uh, game. Am, am I reading too much into that, or did was it a good representation of that? 
No, well, if you want to be worth shit, and I'm sorry, am I allowed to say shit? Uh, you yeah, well, yeah, Ralph, it's Ralph's show. You can say Absolutely. anything you want. <laughs> go for it. You can Just fucking swear yourself. all you want. <laughs> there you go. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Violence rules the day in the NFL. Look, yeah. Extreme violence. If anybody wanted to ask about my character or my career, extreme violence. For, and I did that for 10 years. And then you're done and they expect you to go home and be normal. Yeah. Right. It's like a car wreck. Every, it's a car wreck every time. And that's like, don't you think with all the football movies that have been made, if what you're saying is true, a lot of the football movies in the past haven't really reflected the, that kind of violence. I mean, maybe in spots where this movie, I don't know, I, just the way it was shot and the sound, uh, it, it just felt a lot more visceral than most football movies well, that I've seen. Can you imagine you've got Lawrence Taylor on the set? You've got James Brown on the set. You've brought all these other ex-NFL players who are going to make the Hollywood guys look like sissies or try to, right? Um, yeah, but they had that in the longest yard. I know, they but this is different. Oliver players. Stone goes for realism, and I think yeah, they right. really, I think they really uh, hit. I think they well, really they hit. Were, this I one. mean, they, they they couldn't fake some of that stuff. Right. Those okay. guys are getting hit. I got a right. question and, now, Eric. Okay. When you're when you're feeling all that viciousness, that pain. Do you experience it, or you are just so psyched up, adrenaline-wise, you don't feel it? Oh no, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts a lot worse on Tuesdays, but yeah. uh, you you do feel it. And um, I think the main thing about violence uh, in the NFL is they're going to do it to you. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Well, listen, you 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 played in the era when. You know they're protecting a lot. They're trying to protect people a lot more now. Okay, with the hits to the head and all that. You were playing during that time when that was all legal, right? I was playing against the Denver Broncos every year, twice a year for nine years, and they would absolutely try to end your career. Yeah, every game that you were out on the field, they do the illegal uh, post up blocks where somebody comes to get your legs, uh, having you held up with Shannon Sharp comes and takes your legs out. I think that was that the Broncos probably caused the most visceral reaction when we played because they knew we knew that they were trying to hurt us. Wow. Wow. So yeah. I, I did have a, a, a question for you, Eric, and this may be a little bit more like from an overview from the NFL standpoint. Um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned, you know, we mentioned at the top that obviously all of the, you know, they don't even say the Super Bowl. Obviously, that's trademarked and they all have to come up with, you know, uh, totally new teams. And, and it feels like the NFL is super tight when it comes to letting that stuff out. I mean, major league baseball, you pay them enough money. You can, you can make major league. You can make comedies. You can make serious films. You can use the Yankees. You can use anybody you want, but I, I was really trying to sit down and think about it. Like other movies, football films that have, that have the actual names in them. And I can't think of too many, other than that kid's film, Little Giants, uh, that, you know, actually had the, but, you know, that's because they always try to put forth the Pop Warner thing. Well, do you think, do you think the and NFL? Because, I was just going to ask, do you feel, the, and as a player, do you feel it's because the NFL was so concerned about its image? Like, I remember, and maybe you remember this too, ESPN had one dramatic series called Playmakers. Playmakers. And they, and I, the word that I heard that it was pretty popular but the NFL basically said, no more or else you don't get anything special from us. And like, right. 
obviously ESPN knows they're not a, they're a sports company, you know? Um, and do you think it's kind of one of these things where one of the things about playmakers I remember and this movie to some extent is that it piles in each of them to be sensational. They kind of pile in a lot of the, the terrible things that might happen across the league or across a season into a single like team, which makes people think that this, this kind of view happens on every team everywhere. Like every team is abusing drugs. Every team has, you know, um, you know, the, the, the medical people don't care about them. They're just chewing these, these guys up just to win. The management cares about nothing, but, you know, do you think that that played into it? I'm sorry. I know that was a long, long question. You just asked. Well, I wish I could tell you there's a, a nice answer to that, but mm-hmm. that does go on. Yeah. I mean, the NFL is protecting their brand. They're protecting the shield. Right. And anything well, that's going to put the and, league and, in a bad light, they're right. not going to allow that, it to that's be. That's also why the NFL won't back any of these startup leagues like the right. USFL. Wow. They should be right. getting players off of NFL practice squads and everything right. for ongoing development like they had in the, um, in the European Football League, NFL mm-hmm. Europe. Um, but, you know, it's, it's sensationalized, but they got those images and stories from something. Uh, well, get, like, yeah, I mean, Eric, Eric, let me ask you this. Are you allowed, are you, can you say something bad about the NFL? Are you, are you prohibited from saying something about the NFL? Deb, I'm a free agent, have been 15 years. I don't really, <laughs> I, but I love the NFL. It gave, gave me a great life, um, a family, a great life, all that. Did they do some unscrupulous things? Yes. Did they do some to me? Yes. Uh, sorry all about the rhetorical questions, but yeah. part of that, those movies and those instances are true. Right. Yeah. I mean, and like you mentioned, North Dallas 40, that's, that's, that, that whole movie's about taking pills and keeping them on the field and written by a football player. Right. right? So, I mean, yeah. I, I think the NFL, you know, they're protecting a brand. They know what's going on. Everybody knows what's going on. But, you know, Oliver Stone just really hit every negative aspect of what it's like to be in the NFL. He just he just highlighted everything that, as fans, you go, oh, they must be throwing women out the windows at these parties and, <laughs> and doing all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, but it wasn't. But, but it wasn't. I mean, he also... The, the warrior spirit of the game. His whole, th- right. I mean, I mean he, he, it wasn't just all negative. I mean, he, these no, guys not, are that's warriors. Not, I'm not trying to say it was all okay, negative. Because that's all. how it came because across. Because that speech that Pacino gives right. in the locker room. I mean, that's people, the best speech ever. Right. right. On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. They use that at games now to get... The fans hyped up, right? I mean, they play that speech that he did. That was based on a real speech I read. Uh, Probably. Who the hell said it? Uh, I mean, Oliver Stone's kind of, you know, every movie he does, he definitely infuses it with his his take. And he's actually in this film as a commentator. Right. You know, right. Which is funny. Um, so the NFL, you, you know, you it's, 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 it's almost, it's ridiculous for them not, because we all know. What's going on? And we're actually more upset that what are these? The, uh, the Miami Sharks and they're playing the Sharks. 
you know, the Cleveland whatevers. And it's like, just, just, okay, we know what's going on. Don't treat us like children, but they're just protecting a brand. I mean, I don't know. Right. Uh, and just for an example, in North Dallas 40, where Nick Nolte's character um, is sitting next to the black running back that's supposed to be in front of him for the Chicago game. Okay. And they show Nick Nolte's character getting the needle dug around in his knee in a real uncomfortable fashion. Now I've seen, I'm not going to mention any names, but I've seen a lot of needles put in unsavory places of other human beings. Um, and is it medically unethical? I don't know. Is it socially unethical? Who knows? But um, that's just a looking at that and looking from any given Sunday when they do have to drug up Cap, when they do have to drug up Shark just to be able to go out there and play because they're they're suffering from the human condition too. Um, that's pretty accurate. Well, I would imagine that the player's also making the choice. I mean, uh, you, you know, because like, like Sean was saying, you know, the average career is two years. Right. So if you get hurt and you don't play and maybe you get replaced, you're, it might be over. So you're probably more willing to take that shot and get out there and take a gamble that you're going to be okay to keep your career going. I would imagine. I never left the field. If anybody no. was ever sent into the game for me, there's no way we're going to get a freaking delay a game call because you better run back over to the flat. <laughs> you're not coming in to get my job. Well, Eric, wow. I remember I was at a party at your house, and I was talking to somebody from the team. And we had a long conversation, and I walked away, and I said, oh, my, I knew the guy wasn't a player. And um, he was too little. And I said, oh, what's that guy's job with the team? And you said, oh, it's his job to find someone who can do what I can do for less money. Yeah, that's the story. <laughs> That's the, the, even though I was an undrafted free agent, so I came in with no expectations. But when I first started playing, all they wanted to do was get a guy that could replace me for less. And I wasn't making very much money. But that's that's the general go-around, how it is in the league. Wow, you yeah. were undrafted and you played for 10 years? Yes, sir. Wow. Because you never want to leave the field. I mean, I'm sure they recognize that pretty quickly. U- University of Maryland. There you go. You were a walk-on. Terrapins. Wow. Um, well, I mean, then this movie is pretty honest, you know, pretty realistic then because that's the feeling you get, which is these guys want to stay on the field. And, and Cap, as much as he knew that he was walking into something that potentially could destroy his career for good and hurt him after he's playing, still went in there. And, and you know, like I said, he's getting pressure from his wife. He's getting pressure from his friend, the coach. And yet he still made the decision. I guarantee you. Like you're saying, a younger guy's up behind you, ready to go. Last thing you want to do is take yourself out and have that person go in there and do that. Well, you know, it's common sense, guys, that you saw a guy go out where he got his leg rolled up so bad the week before. You figure that he can't even push himself in a wheelchair. And then he's right out there whooping Nick Bosa's ass. You know what I mean? On, yeah. on the field, it's it's crazy. Well, you look like even Derrick Henry. He's out with what, what he thought was going to be a season-ending injury, and he plays in the playoff game. I mean, so first of all, the, the the athleticism of these guys to be able to recover like they do is pretty incredible. But the technology 
of, of of the science of the surgeries that they're doing now allows them to get back on the field much quicker than than right. back probably when you were playing. You know, right. you tear an ACL, you're gone for two years. You know, they're coming back in the playoffs, which to me, I get a hangnail. I'm out for a month. I mean, oh damn, my hand. You know, I have torn up. I have torn up so much stuff and done st- so much stuff to my body that. Uh, uh, it's miraculous that I made it through. Are you still dealing with repercussions of what you went through now physically? Are you good oh, I, physically? Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm mobile. <laughs> uh, I, I can still go to the gym and everything, but yeah, mornings are, uh, mornings are a tough wake up. Yeah. You know, dog wakes me up at nine o'clock to go to the bathroom and I got to put my legs over to the side of the bed for a minute, you know, check all my yeah. facts. How about how about uh how about concussions? Did you uh experience that? He gave uh, them. He didn't get them. Well, no, cuz when you put your head down and hit somebody, you get a concussion too. I would estimate I've had based on what they call concussions now, a 100 Oh my god. A 100? Easy. Oh my god. I and mean, are you dealing with anything calling, from that? Well, they're they're calling concussions where you get your bell rung. Now, yeah. Which it is a concussion. Right. But after that, I was like, you know, yeah. let's go get some smelling salt. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that's so, what they, they talk about. The whole idea of getting your bell rung and getting back in there is like they don't, nobody. But it's a lot different now. The way it's looked at now is much different than when you were playing, right? Oh, yeah. Those are the just give me a minute days. Right. Yeah, he just now said, now he goes, you're off the field in a blue yeah. tent. He said, I got my belt wrong and I go back There's in. There's a guy up in the press box looking at you. Right. Say, oh, he looks a little messed up. Yeah. Now, it was, you know, you hit might hit a knee for a minute. I can tell you guys a wonderful concussion story, if you like. As long as Brady's not involved, I want to hear it. Okay. We're playing the Miami Dolphins in 2002, I believe, at Arrowhead. And Ricky Williams is the running back. And on the first play, they were they had a goal-to-go situation. So inside of 10 yards to go for a touchdown. And I remember on the first play, they ran it, and I hit Ricky Williams. And now Ricky Williams is about 5'3", 275. Now, he's, <laughs> that, that's sensational. But uh, he was a freight train. He was a freight train. So I hit him. Okay. Next thing I know, I'm on the sideline, okay, and they're going over the where they have the tablets today. It used to be Polaroid photographs, okay. So my defensive line coach is going, okay, Eric, what'd you get on this play? What'd you get on this play? And I could see myself on on the picture, but I couldn't remember. I, I <laughs> executed. I executed everything perfectly my assignment perfectly on all the remaining three plays and I had no, no idea. Oh my God. So you were just on autopilot. He hey. was knocked out. Yeah. He but know. he did the plays. He did three well, plays. I understand though. that, but oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, now, now wait a second. I got one question. Now when you would hit somebody wow. and they got hurt, did you feel like really bad about that? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the next day. They would do that shit to you. Yeah, right. This is prison rules. No, it was a dog-eat-dog world. This is prison rules. Attica. Attica. (laughs) Attica. (laughs) 
This is the gladiator movies. That's what this is. Ben Hur. It's Ben Hur. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I tell you, when I was on the sideline watching these games, the sound of the collisions are just frightening. It's like, you know, like when a bowling ball gets dropped on the ground and you hear that. That head crunching, it just makes you dizzy. These guys are slamming each other yeah. all day long. And you and don't the- realize it too, uh, how big they are because like I'm a season ticket holder with the patch, right? And you know, I'm sitting 30 rows back. So they look big, but not that big. Well, one time I got to sit in, I got to sit in the end zone. So you stand right up against the end zone wall, right where the players come in and I'm five, eight. So they all come through. And I'm just looking at these giants walking by me, and I'm going, how do you not get hurt when a 350-pound lineman just falls on you? Forget about hitting you. Just falls on you. I'd break every bone in my body. They're gigantic. Well, Sean and Debbie are probably not that taken back by me since they've seen me for 25 years now um, about how big I am. Oh, you're big. (laughs) The thing is, Eric and I weigh the same amount. He just stretches it out. <laughs> it's, a, it's a distribution from- thing there. That's yeah. all that is. And what was your playing weight? When you played, what was your playing weight? Uh, 280. Wow. I was a 280-pound rolling ball of butcher knives. Oh, my what? God. What? <laughs> <Butcher> knives. <laughs> so I have a what? question, Eric. <laughs> Back to the movie a little bit. Now, you have yeah, exactly. Um, you obviously, you know, you studied, you're in college, you played pro for a long time. So you're obviously, you talked about studying film and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, when you watch the game, you're watching it on a completely different level than just somebody who enjoys football like me. Um, when you were watching the film, were there anything like from an actual like football play like standpoint where you were that just that just glared to you that it was like that is not at all the way we do that like because I've often wondered about that like you know when you watch a game you must understand it at a different level than I do not to you know that might it, I'm sure you see things that just annoy you to no end uh, when you watch a game because you're like that's completely the wrong way to do that while I'm just sitting there in ignorant bliss with my Miller Light um, so my question is like was there anything in the film that you saw that you were just like that was that, for you, Ralph. It's completely Hollywood, you know, that that is not at all the way we do it in the movie. It, at least anything that pops to mind. Uh, no. Really? Well, how about like technique, Eric? I mean, like football technique. How can you see technique when, in, in these film? movies? There's no shot longer than two seconds in the film. <laughs> yeah, but not just this film, but other football oh. movies. I mean, uh, like the technique that they use. Can, you can always tell someone who can play football and someone who's an actor pretending to play football, right? Right. Oh, you know, absolutely. I mean, I don't want to say we're, we were the chosen people, but there's not many six six. Like I'm three hundred pounds now, and six six three hundred pound people. Yeah, it's called a gladiator, <laughs> and I think that's what Oliver Stone is going for in the film. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He feels like these guys. It's the last. It's the last place where gladiators actually exist, yeah. and the way the and- the way the society treats. Football yeah. players are like gladiators. And, you yeah. know, here's the funny thing, Eric. I, I don't know if I've ever expressed to you how we felt when you were playing football. We were so excited. Oh, gosh, our son-in-law's, you know, football player at the NFL Chiefs. And we're so proud of you. You got the Ed Block Award. We went to the awards. We saw you there. You know, you're you're going to play this tough game. And you have a daughter who is hanging, you know, for her fighting for her life. So you're all on the edge and you're still going out there to play. How hard and tough that was for you. 
But basically what we thought of was we were so excited, but then we saw the injuries happening and it, it was really not a good place for us to watch the game. Yeah, and even it, now, it, even it now, if we, we see someone on the ground. We get really, you know, like, oh, man, that's somebody's life, you know, and we're watching it like gladiators, Roman times. You know, they used to put those gladiators in and their idea was to go to the death. And that is what it seemed like to us. You know, well, Sean, how would you feel as an editor if you're just sitting there editing away and some other kid comes in and just smacks you off the, you know, breaks your leg so they can edit in your place? I mean, you'd be you'd get pretty aggressive and you'd protect your spot a little bit, right? I'd keep the door locked. Right. So, I mean, I just, I just. Wow. There's, there's a stretch, huh? I had to, I had to compare myself to a football player. Eric, you know Uh, what I wanted to ask you? I do want to ask you this question. One thing that I've seen a lot of football movies because of the violence, because of how you have to get yourself so worked up for a game. How easy is it to shut that off when you're now in the real world? He he already told us when you were playing. I mean, well, how do you mentally shut that off? Or well, can you? While you're playing, you think you're going to play forever. Right. You're bulletproof and invincible and all this. You just simply think that you're going to play forever. And that's not the reality. Right. And when somebody tells you you can't do something anymore, that's devastating. Yeah. I was on the couch for two years right. after that. Were you hoping like someone was going to, you were going to have a find another spot somewhere? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I figured, oh, once the Chiefs got rid of me, I've been kicking ass for all these years. They're going to be 31. Lining other- up at the door. Lined yeah. up. And shit, that, that wasn't the case. Well, then let me ask you this. Okay, I'm a huge Tom Brady fan, obviously. You, you may have uh, figured that out. Are you amazed by what he's been able to do for the length of time? And as a quarterback, he's only missed one season from injury in his career. Which is, which to me, I've always said about Brady, what makes him so great is his ability to stay on the field. Cause there's a lot of great quarterbacks that don't stay on the field. They end up getting hurt. His longevity and his, uh, he's a, I mean, he's one of the top 10 quarterbacks in football at 45 years old. Does that amaze? I mean, I know you're at different he's positions. He's also in the most protected position there is. But, but, uh, okay. There's a lot oh, of quarterbacks in protected positions and they have not. You know, Peyton Manning got hurt. Drew Brees got hurt. All these guys get hurt. Brady missed one year and a real freak injury. I, I think it was against the Chiefs, wasn't it? It was against the Chiefs, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, are you amazed by that, that he's been able to do it for so long and be so good for so long? Look, uh, I haven't seen Tom in several years. Uh, but just watching that man go is amazing. To get up in the morning after 22 years and – do what he still loves to do when you got Giselle Bunchen and people. Yeah, you got to stay in shape for that. You can't yeah, let that. I understand, yeah, but- Eric, I understand you're coaching now, right? Yeah, I have done some coaching. Are you going to continue with that? I have to find the right opportunity now, but um, I'd, I'd love to get back to it. I coached in some of the uh, developmental leagues, the spring league, uh, for three seasons, and I, I like that one of the developmental leagues. They hope the NFL would hop on to, but um, you know, I, I'd like to get into the NFL someday. I'd like to watch, watch my son Rocco uh, play football for four more years. I won't even be fifty. So, wow. <laughs> so, what do you feel about your grandson playing football now? I mean, your son playing football now? Oh, I think it's awesome. Um, he's excited to do it. Uh, 
He's having some shoulder issues right now, but um, we have stepped in to ensure that they're taken care of correctly. Uh, I feel comfortable with the coaching staff. Um, I got is he little, defense or offense? Is he a defensive or offensive guy? Yeah. Offense. Yeah. Would, okay. would you, why would anyone want to play defense in the NFL when all the rules protect the offense? Why would anybody? You can't do anything as a defensive player anymore. Not like when you were playing. Well, I can't. Look, I remember a game, okay, my rookie year. We were playing the Seahawks. And before the first play of the game, we had a quarterback named Dale Carter from Tennessee, real wild guy, all right? And Joey Galloway was the receiver from Ohio State on Seattle's team. And before the play started, Dale stepped across the line and smacked him in the face as hard as you probably could do. Got a 15-yard penalty. Joey Galloway caught zero balls that day. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. When somebody does that and you do a cost, you know what I mean? You you get some yardage taken off of you. Does the rest of the team, like, jump on that guy that is acting like an idiot? No, they already know. He's, his fine's coming on Wednesday, so that's, that's Well, funny. now they're getting 15 yards for taunting. Yeah. Which yeah. is the most ridiculous thing. Brady got his first... His first uh, uh, personal, uh, whatever you call it, because he, right. he, he was mouthing off to the ref. Mouthing after off. You hear it? Did, you, did, did you read he his lips? Cold cock. Oh, did you see yeah. his lips bleeding? Did you read his the bloody lips? The guy right yeah. up in the helmet. Oh, poor Brady. His first. His first. Bloody lip. Now, but you disappoint, and it also comes back to the movie, sort of what Debbie said about players acting and how the rest of the team. Did you find a lot? Because, I mean, you're all there. You're all have your own careers, and a lot of you have, you know, probably everyone has bonuses to one degree or another on performance. And then you have a team thing, too. Do, did you find that a lot of players were p- playing for themselves or playing for the team? Was there, like, a balance? Was it a difficult thing to maintain for some people? Uh, well, some people are a little bit more serious about their money when I say they uh, like to buy big cars and 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 do all that stuff but it's it's not i mean yeah guys make money they have nice cars but it's not like in any given sunday i've been to parties like that but i never saw anybody cut the suv in half of <laughs> of somebody else you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i have seen veterans turn turn against young guys uh who thought their shit didn't stink and it, usually that stuff is taken care of in the locker room and if it's not yeah. able to be taken care of in the locker room, then the head coach has to step in and everything. But 99% of them are handled internally. So there is some of that going on there. Oh, absolutely. Well, what the movie kind of stresses is that management is trying to prevent him, the guy, from getting his bonuses, right? Well, of course, yes. Because right? they don't want to spend the money. Uh I mean, this just happened with Gronk trying to get another five hundred grand, and Brady had to go in a and throw a couple more passes or whatever. Yeah, I imagine that those guys are, you know, in their contract they have incentives to hit, and the management's like, okay, the coach is saying, no, you can't go in right now. So, you know, that's sort of, I think, again, it's heightened in this film because there's a bunch of it going on. 
Shark has to keep playing, even though he's got, you know, the next hit's going to be the one that knocks him out. LL Cool J is the running back. If he gets a certain amount of yards, he's going to get a bonus and they're keeping him down or he's thinking to keep him down because they went bring Beeman in and Beeman's taking away some of the runs that he would have gotten. So, you know, Oliver Stone ratcheted it up, but I think it's all obviously based in some semblance of reality. Of um, course. Because it's always management versus players. Every in every league, they're all you know. It's it's a money situation. Of course, and guys, I've seen before where the training staff tries to take the helmet of a player who was maybe three plays away from a million dollars, just as a round even figure, taking the helmet and that player going and trying to give him my helmet back. Oh, wow. You know, going in this game. And threatening to kill the the training staff who are under orders from somebody upstairs. Jeez. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's hard to believe that obviously if you're getting a bonus for doing something, you're doing your job. Right. And they need you to do your job. Until and it's, they, it's like money, 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 money. No, uh, you but, want everyone to do the best they can. Yeah, but you yeah. want to win the yeah, game. You want to win the game. But here's my question, and I'm trying to understand what you just said about the helmet being taken. So you're saying that they're out of the game, but the player would just show up and do go to his spot and still play without no, having. No, they're no, saying no, because, they, because they took the helmet away, right. he can't. That person he can't cannot go play. in. Taking the no, helmet but otherwise, away. Otherwise, Eric, would he go there and try to play even without though, a helmet? No, with. Yeah, with the helmet. With yeah, the helmet. he'd be in there. He'd be in there. Yeah, he'd be in there, but they're taking it away, so they pur- purposely. Right, they're preventing him from playing. Yeah. So he looks for anyone. Give me a helmet. Give me a helmet. You know, to that's, me, one of the saddest things in um, in North Dallas forty was, you know, Nick Nolte ends up getting fired, and he gets steps out of the building, and there's Mac Davis, the quarterback, who's like his best friend. You know, but they consulted Mac. They they because he's the quarterback, he's the team leader. He had been consulted. Hey, we're going to have to fire your friend, and he didn't tell his friend or anything. And he's like, "Did you know about that?" And it's like, mm, "Yeah." I mean, to, to imagine, you know, it'd be sad to be in sort of an environment, an team environment like that. Where can you? Well, but can you? I mean, go ahead, go ahead, Eric. The quarterback was aging in that film, just mm-hmm. like Cap. Okay. Um, he saw the writing on the wall. They had a, a backup that was showing some promise in North Dallas 40, even though he dropped that uh, snap yeah. to the X point. Dropped the snap. <laughs> or was that Tony Roma? No, that wasn't Roma. That was. Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, I got, I got one more football question, and, you know, just to get off this movie for a second. And then let's jump on some other movies. I'm I want to talk about one of the greatest football movies ever, and I want to know how realistic you thought it was, Eric. Um, have you seen The Water Boy? Of course. <laughs> Okay, I mean, I mean, he was pretty good, you know. He he was a, was he a linebacker? Is that what he was? Yeah, I mean, he was leaping over that line. That is that movie is one hundred percent totally accurate um, <laughs> from a scheme standpoint. <laughs> from from what standpoint? From a scheme standpoint. Oh, I mean, really? God rest his soul. But isn't Junior Seau just Bobby Boucher? <laughs> Wow, I didn't even make that connection. That's Junior awesome. Was, Junior wasn't in the gap that he was supposed to be one time in his <laughs> year career. Well, let me ask you, he, let me say this. That's funny. Eric, if there's any questions about your mental acuum, you you got it, man. You're putting it all together. 
you're, well, you're I right on. Nap, I took a nap before this. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> we were up. so excited. We couldn't wait. Well, I knew, <laughs> I knew you were an encyclopedia of football oh knowledge. My gosh. But Thank I didn't you. know if you'd seen every football film. But I suppose you would jump on all of them. You'd want to see them all. Uh, I've seen most of them. Yeah, I'm a warehouse of useless information. No, it's very valuable <laughs> now, now, my favorite film, which is obviously not an NFL film, football film is um, Longest Yard. with oh, The original. The original one. Yeah. Just because it's like, it's a great underdogs versus the bad guys story. It's a great human redemption story. Well, hell, it's an age-old problem. Criminal justice reform. Yeah. And that's what you have your degree in is criminal justice, isn't it? Correct. I also have a master's degree. You did? I got it, yeah. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Look at this guy. Wow, man, I'm telling man, you. Man, you are amazing, Eric. you really coming back strong. And you know what? I know how you Thanks, feel. Mom. What? <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. Oh. Thanks, Mom. Oh. Oh. Thank you, son. <laughs> so, and also, you were talking earlier about how the uh, pros will beat up the players. I've heard interviews with Burt Reynolds, and they said the worst thing the director did on that film was like, hey, Burt here used to play some college ball. They're like, oh, you played some college ball. That's so they were state. really hitting him just yeah. to um, show He was that. good, too, until he blew out his knee. The, he, he looked like he could play. He looked like he could play in that movie. He's one of those guys that looked like he could play. Does the football players at uh, Florida State stay in Burt Reynolds' hall? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, he was. Yeah, uh, he uh, he helped a lot of people out. Unlike baseball, where they get some of the worst people, like who was it? William Bendix playing Babe, Babe yeah. Ruth. Yeah. Well, look, Bull Durham, Tim Tim Robbins, great actor, terrible ball player. Kevin Costner could play. Costner's great. Body. Terrible yeah. body. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's more um, of a Shawshank Redemption body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it about uh, any given Sunday you didn't like? Is there anything in there that you would just go, oh, come on? Um, I, would, I would say it's sensational reality. They did the best they could. Right. Uh, some of the injury things, you know, um, like Shark getting spine boarded after he makes a, a routine sack yeah. and all dramatic and everything like that. I'd say the, the injury thing is, is probably the most sensationalized uh, in the movie. Yeah. You know, it's funny because you talk about that speech that um, Pacino gives, you know, at the end, the locker room speech before they win. But talking about, you know, the desire to play and your desire to play, it also seems like James Wood's speech is pretty accurate. It's like when he's telling the other doctor, you're going to step inside, you know, this guy, you're going to take this guy's dream away from him. Who am I to tell these men they cannot live their dream? They will not live with shame like you. They are gladiators. They are warriors. And long ago, they made that choice. Not you, not you, not me. And I am not gonna take responsibility for standing between them. Didn't you ever have a dream, Ollie? I'm living it hard. I've never heard a doctor say that. Uh, yeah, I would think, yeah. especially. No, but I mean, the character, but it's. Well, that it character was the mindset of players, though, right? You do want to get in there. You don't want to be taken out. Yes, to that. Yes, 
Yes. You're not thinking about your future at that moment, right? No. There's no way you're thinking about what am I going to be doing in 10 years? Uh, you're just trying to get through the day. Next one. Yeah. Okay. Eric, there's a button here that says 20 years ago, you make the decision to go play for Maryland or not. Would you push years that ago, button? I got to college. Holy snakes. I mean, 30 years ago. 35 years ago. 35 years ago. My God. Oh, no, no. I'm only 45. Sorry. 25. Yeah, 30 years. Somewhere around there. 30 years ago. So, huh? You push years. that button to take it all back and not be in the um, football profession. I'm all football, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, and, did and, you ever get to a Super Bowl? Did the Chiefs ever get to a Super Bowl while you were there? No, we never did. We had a really great offense in 2003. We played the Colts. Uh, n- neither one of us punted until the end, and we punted, and they went and scored. Oh, wow. You had like an 11-game winning streak that year, didn't you, or something? Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Then we went, and we lost to Cincinnati. We went to Cincinnati and lost. Well, hopefully they won't be losing to yeah. Cincinnati next week. They're going to be deafened this week. Yeah, I don't think oh, they're yeah. going to lose. I think Chiefs. I think Chiefs are the best team. I mean, yeah, they're going all the way. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean that that game was incredible. But where uh, are the chats? Any, anybody else want to say no, anything no, about no. the the movie, Chris? You want to add anything? Any given um, Sunday? No. no oh, uh, one thing. Would you? I do remember this one thing, and it's been a, the last time I went to a uh, Ravens game or whatever. It kind of rang true. Um, you know, there's that scene where Jim Brown and um, Pacino are talking. They're obviously been drinking, so they're kind of, you know, they're drunk and everything. And they're talking about how the game, you know, Pacino says when we started doing timeouts for television, like that was when the, like, the purity was lost or something like that. And I do remember, like, when I was at the game, I was like, you know, all of a sudden things would just stop. Yeah. And everybody just stands around for a couple of minutes. And it, it didn't dawn on me because I'm so used to watching the game on TV. I was like, oh, it's a, it's a TV timeout. So, like, were you guys allowed to do – like, I don't, I never played, obviously. <laughs> but do you just have to stand on the field during a TV timeout? Because I seem to remember everybody just, like, relatively yeah. staying put. Like, you're not allowed to go talk to the coaches. Is no. that, I mean, that's less to do with the movie and more to do with just how, how the play was done. But. Well, the money comes from the TV contracts. So. Yeah, sure. At that point, the uh, players become expendable like they are pretty much anyway. But, yeah, you're standing out there for two and a half minutes. And literally, like, the offensive guys can't talk about the plays until the umpire goes over and this is, okay, the timeout, TV timeout's done. Then they can right. talk about it. Quarterback so, has to stand outside of the huddle. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's – yeah, it's I didn't the, know that. That's why now, they used to say – One technical question I have for you. So you're out there and it's freezing cold, snowing. <laughs> Do you? And I see these guys now. Yeah. They they're sleeveless. Yeah, you know, long sleeve or no those, sleeves? Which is it? No oh, sleeves. Oh, Eric, no sleeves. Thinking, why are they doing that, Eric? Uh, well, I started as a no sleeve guy until my Hall of Fame teammate Tony Gonzalez said. Tony Gonzalez said. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Put some clothes on. I said, I might get hot. He said, you can always take it off. <laughs> From that point, I was asleep. <laughs> That's funny. So um, what's worse, playing extreme heat or extreme cold? Old. I'll take the heat all day long. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, ask more. and before, you know, I, th- I think we're winding down. Just tell me what's, you know, forget all movies. 
what was your best moment in football? What did you enjoy most? Probably that touchdown. You know, yeah. and that happened early on in my career. I had some other accolades later on. That touchdown for the time it, when it was needed was mm-hmm. really uh, apropos. I remember that moment so clearly. Erica and uh, Sean and I, we held, we were we couldn't believe it. We were jumping up for joy. We we were just so full of joy. Yeah. Or did you think because it was so early in your career that that would be the only one? Do you think there'd be? Oh, this is easy. I'm going to get more of these. Oh hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> hell yes. Now I remember something. You were getting a lot of sacks, and apparently they brought a defensive coordinator in that changed your role. Because I remember you saying, I'm not going to get the sacks with this new guy that I got with the old one. Yeah, well, God rest his soul as well. Just died, uh, Greg Um, Robinson, who was the defensive coordinator for the Broncos Super Bowls. And he came to us, and him and I really didn't jive together. From what we were doing when I was very productive, he changed the whole defense up. And, you know, I, I just wasn't as effective in that defense. But Greg tried his hardest. He won two Super Bowls <laughs> with with the Broncos, but uh, yeah. he died away, from, I believe, from consequences of Alzheimer's or complications. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. At 70 years old, that's pretty young. That's young. Oh, that's young, yeah. That's very young. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I was just going to – I forget what I was going to say. Go ahead. Keep talking. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's throw some more movies out. Rudy. I was going to throw something very uh, – very, uh, What uh, about the movie Rudy? Did you see that one? I have the true story behind the movie, Rudy. Uh oh. Well, <laughs> well, this, it historically did happen. Right. A guy named Rudy Rudiger did go in and get a sack against Georgia Tech on uh, when they told him to stay in the game after the kickoff. Um, but the truth was, they showed him get abused a little bit. But from what I understand from a coach that we had on the Chiefs who was at Notre Dame at the time, that this kid was a big crybaby and he was not the mascot that they made him out to be in the end and basically it was bunk. Mm-hmm. So I can't believe Hollywood would make up a story like that. Come on. So what about I, Brian's song? Did you see Brian's song? Oh, Brian don't, I, I'm going to start crying now. Don't bring that movie up. I've seen it a long time ago. Come on, let's I, run. I was let's wondering get the... if it made you cry. Oh. It made you cry. It was I don't crazy. know. The last time I saw it, I was probably eight. <laughs> That's the only movie I've ever cried at was Brian's song. Billy D. Williams. Yeah, yeah, great. Those scenes at the end on the hospital and when he does his speech at the end. Yeah. Oh, my no, God. I know what I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say, based on uh, Eric's story about you know, it's management versus the athletes all the time, right? So you might, you're, you're great in your position. New coach comes in, changes the scheme. Now you got to relearn a whole position. It immediately affects your career and what, so it's a constant struggle between the, 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 the owners and the players all the time. And you can see why there's, you know, a lot of acrimony and people are, you know, fighting for positions and fighting with management all the time. Yeah. And I think everyone this wants movie, to play in the NFL. And I think this film so. really, really hits all those. Hits all those notes. That's why. I chose, that's why I chose it. I just um, felt it was the most accurate. Yeah, and it has Elizabeth Berkeley in there. As it a, does have Elizabeth Berkeley. Elizabeth Berkeley as Elizabeth a sex from Save the Bell, Saved by the Bell, uh, from Showgirls. But yeah, and okay. Showgirls. Yeah, she was the hooker with a heart of gold. 
A stripper so. with a heart of gold. Right. That's right. <laughs> Al Pacino was very upset. <laughs> I thought she liked me. All right, so let's rate this puppy, shall we? Yeah. Should okay. we do it on the, so on we the uh, Al Pacino intensity meter? Or yippee ki nay. Right. I would imagine Eric is going yippee ki yay, so I'll yeah, start. Yeah, he picked it. I yippee ki yeah. Yep. yippee ki yay. All right. Chris? John and Chris? I'm going to go yippee ki yay as well. It's, um, I, I remember when I saw this movie in the theater, I came out of it, and I remember kind of feeling like he did a great job of – you know, capturing that frenetic kind of energy that you feel probably on a Sunday. I mean, I'm a big baseball guy and you play 162 games. You can't get that excited 162 times yeah. a year. You'll have a coronary. You know, it's just a different vibe. But like, that's the thing. Like when I've gone to games, even games that were like blowouts one way or the other, there's just such an energy in the stadium that like people are, it's like, it's Sunday. Let's go crazy. Well, you go to Raven Stadium. That place is. I do. Rocking, I mean, you ought to hear the Washington football team. It's not the same. It's a completely different thing. Well, I've been Raven to eleven AFC. Like- I've been to eleven AFC championship oh, games God at uh, Gillette Stadium. The- oh, so God. I can tell you that it's yeah. But how many so I'm years- give the movie a yippee ki meh? A but meh. I'm going to give Eric a big yippee ki yay. I'm trying to be intense like Al Pacino. Yeah. Hey, you are awesome. You are awesome. You should go to. You should go to Raven Stadium. Monday night football against the Chiefs wearing red. <laughs> oh, that would I not be smart. Was, that not could be ugly. Of, I'm not afraid of crowd in Baltimore. Well, you well you're okay. six foot what? Two what? Five two, eight, 180, on. 170 pounds I, wet. I, I'll now tell you. Eric, you, nobody's going to mess with you. That's not if fair. You say, oh, if you say Oakland, that was a whole different. Oh, they're, <laughs> they're different over there. You know, I kept saying to people, like, what are you doing wearing red? I'm like, I'm a Maryland fan. They're like, uh, no, you're not. <laughs> Got to rock the purple over there. Yeah, the the fans, the fans with the Raiders, they did their research. So you warm, we warm up in the black hole, the infamous black hole. I know they're in Vegas now, but and you go down there, and these people are like, I know where you live, and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> fuck you, and and all this, and then they start calling out your address. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i know you guys didn't like the raiders it's you that know? goddamn internet machine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the internet machine oh that's awful raider wow. nation raider nation well thanks right, for joining eric. us eric yeah, this was eric, awesome really appreciate it yeah you were great anytime guys you uh ever have any uh world war ii podcasts i'm somewhat of aficionado so Oh, oh yeah, well, we, Ralph and I did one on Cue It Up. Maybe yeah. we'll bring in Cue It Up. I stayed, on, yeah, I, I stayed on Omaha Beach twice. Oh wow! Yeah, Whoa. yeah, that's. Well, you uh, know, that's I my was thinking of bringing a World list. War II film the next time, but you probably should, uh, the least realistic one. You um, should do uh, my favorite movie, which is uh, Fury with Brad Pitt. Oh, oh yeah, the tank movie. One. Yeah, it really lets you see the, how tanks operate it and all. And the way the shells. You know, and you know, Eric, my dad, um, your your grandpa, well, he made a tank for us kids. Did he? Yeah, he, I, he welds right, and he yeah. he, built, he builds this tank, little miniature tank, but you could ride on it. It was unbelievable. They were knocking down houses in the neighborhood. I mean, it was unbelievable. <laughs> I, know, I thought that was going somewhere else, but we used to play grenades. We used to go like this. And throw it, you know? <laughs> nice. Eric, did you see Band of Brothers? Absolutely. 
Amazing, right? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And after you watch that opening scene of Save It Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. Then you actually go there and you see the pillboxes and yeah. all that's that was some heavy shit. Yeah. Well, we may do. Well, maybe it looks we'll, like we'll be having you back. Yeah, that's the next one. Well, we could do a Ron Robin, do World War II films. That'd be fun. Nice, oh, yeah. great idea. So, hey, that's a good idea. If we when we do a Ron Robin, we just all bring a film and we talk about one film and why we like right, it. Well, my film is Fury. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, you're already. <laughs> I get dibs on Fury. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. Real good. Uh, all right. So the next step is we got to pick the two for the next few. Eric, you want to hang in there, watch the spin? We spin a little wheel here for uh, sure. who Let's brings see. the next film. Action packed Pee Wee. This is uh, this is this, this is, is our big action. graphics pack. Who's left on the list? It's uh, well, I got to take this guy off, and then it's down to two. Oh, 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 here we go. I know. Husband go. versus wife, the eternal battle. Debbie, 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 Debbie. Debbie, Debbie. It is Debbie. Debbie. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I know the film I'm going to pick. You already know? You already know yes, the film? I do. And I'm taking a big gamble here. Okay. Oh, she hasn't seen it in years. I haven't seen it in years. It might be like a Spitfire girl uh-oh, thing. Uh-oh, uh-oh. But it's going to be Cool Runnings. Oh, cool Runnings, the, the toboggan movie there? Yes. Making bobsledding. Yeah. Another sports film. John Candy. She's been thinking about that ever since Chris mentioned I have not it. seen that movie. Are you doing this because the Olympics are coming up? Yes, yes. The Olympics yes. are coming up. It all ties so of, together in some kind of universe. Uh, out know. of all the movies that represent the Olympics. Yeah. Cool Runnings. Well, know. there it is. All right. Well, Cool Runnings is on the next next version of Yippie Kai. Right, I haven't seen it, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. All right. Sounds oh. good. So stabby. Yeah, I probably won't <laughs> like it. No, I'm sure you'll love it. That's the one with John Candy, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's what Doug, I said about two minutes ago. Dougie Doug. Dougie Doug. Yeah, Dougie Doug is one of the Jamaican. It's not the one. Is it the one about the Jamaican bobsledders? Yes. 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 Oh. Okay. Wow, Ralph, you are like Please, so on just, top I just, of it. I, I've been hitting yeah. the head a lot. I get a lot of concussions. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, he's been married three times, so yeah, he gets hit, he it. Gets hit it a lot. It's it all, Lucy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Until next week, everybody have a safe week. Eric, really appreciate you Thanks coming again, on. Eric. Information Eric, was thank fantastic. Thank you so much, Eric. Stay safe. Eric, Thanks and a lot, say everybody. hi to everybody. Yeah. We'll Sorry, see you guys guy. next week. Hey, next don't week. forget to hit the subscribe button. Like it. Share it, baby. You don't get this on any other channel. <laughs> all right, guys. Over and out. <laughs>